All right. How Shall are you, man? Just go. What you know? What I'm loving it. Um, I'm very excited actually to talk to you about this. So uh, I'm yeah, I'm very excited, Jimbo. Very excited. In fact, shall we just go into it from this? And yeah, let's do it. Yeah, why not? Man? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Shoulders of Giants. I'm Jim. Hello, I'm Sheppy. <laughs> I love how much you're leaning this time. Yeah, I love how much you're leaning into the Sheppy with Sheppy. I love it. It's well, wonderful. I don't. I've already, I think, laboured the point immediately that I am the man with many names, and <laughs> since you're going to be calling me Sheppy in this environment, it would just be weird if I just introduced myself as Bonji. So it's <laughs> it's valid. So I let's. I want to get know, to the so point no, where we're. I want to get to the point where we are giving you a new tombstone. Like you are, it, it literally means that on your tombstone it will be Benjamin Sheppy Shepherd. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck Ross. Yeah. Uh, those at home, you know. Well, you of Mr. Two Middle Names, but look, Jimbo, yes, we digressing. Because <laughs> this is a very exciting episode. Um, this is a landmark for me. In that, I mean, we haven't done that many of these, but still, this is the first film that we're going to do that neither of us actually like very much, uh, as it turns out, which I think is a nice twist, honestly. Um, I like where that's going. So what film are we going to be talking about today, Jimbo? Uh, we've got Last Action Hero on the agenda, Sheppy, as, as yes. challenged by you, I think, last time. So Yes, um, yes. well, I have a thought of, uh, I, I, yeah, of how that thought process happened. It's exciting stuff. Maybe if this is someone's first podcast, we should say very briefly what this podcast is. I like it. Yeah, so we are a celebration of um, all things movie generally, and we are coming up with different sort of takes on, uh, sorry, sequels to um, movies that we love. And sometimes we're going off in tangents and uh, creating new timelines and histories. So mainly might be, tangents. Yeah, of getting in the there. The podcast and... should be called Mainly Tangents, but I, I'll take full <laughs> responsibility for that. It's hardcore. <laughs> I love it. I love how you've been going back, Sheppy, and, and getting in there and, you know, spiking off from a two and inventing a new three, <laughs> so to speak. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. So, yeah. So this is like a what if podcast and it's just nice. That's all. Just just happy. Like, oh, what if? And I, I suggested a sequel to The Last Action Hero, which is I chose it, this film, I think, because it does have it is one of those armies that does lend itself to the possibility of a sequel. So there's that. And that's, of course, the main thing. There's Terminator and the Arnie Cannon and Conan, of which there were two of, two and a half if you count Red Sonia. But there were meant to be like 10 Conan films originally. Can you imagine that? Like every two Jeez. years, like a Bond, there's a Conan with Arnie. And he may, he'll make something like Raw Deal or Commando in between, but he would never you know, gravitate up to the twins, the kindergarten cop, the total recall, and you know, then the T2 being the biggest, and then last action hero and true lies. And that, at that point, he's just the king of the king. In the 80s, he had a certain niche, uh, which he was very good at. Um, but out of all the Arnie's, you know, just a Conan saga would be interesting. You and I, Jimbo, have an interesting relationship with Arnie, don't Sue, just in that you and I have known each other a long time. And Arnie has been there from the beginning, more or less. Am I right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that true? Yeah, so totally. To say we had I, Arnie? I, I remember a birthday where 
we were we were probably like eleven or twelve, and we were watching Red Heat, and there was right. one moment where you just wouldn't want your mother to walk in, and she walked in, yeah. and there was a really nasty, gruesome looking yeah. dead body on the floor, and I paused <laughs> it, and it was yeah, a naked dead body. I'll tell you what, Jimbo, that was my thirteenth birthday uh, when we watched Red Heat. On my twelfth birthday, we watched The Running Man, and on my eleventh uh, birthday, twelve, yeah, eleventh birthday we watched Commando. Well, at least that's when I received Commando, but I don't have a clear memory, although I do, of course, have a clear memory of watching The Running Man and Red Heat with you. And I know I did watch Commando with you, but I wonder if that was on my 12th birthday. And I suspect it possibly wasn't because we did watch something on my 12th birthday, but I don't remember. Was it Who Framed Roger Rabbit? God, I don't know, Sheppy. I really can't remember. Really yeah. Well, that's that's but, one of those yeah. tangents we were talking about. But anyway, you and I definitely had a big Arnie connection. And we saw Total Recall when we got it on video. We saw Predator, of course, and The Terminator on, on video. Um, and so we had this whole thing. And yes, I was lucky. I received three Arnies on three consecutive birthdays, which was nice. Um, and so we watched those, of course. And when we were old enough, I mean, we saw Kindergarten Cop together at the cinema and we saw Terminator 2 together at the cinema. And then later we saw True Lies together at the cinema. But, <laughs> and we were too young to watch Total Recall, but I know we saw it together fairly early on. So that's nice. Um, so we had a huge Arnie thing. But what's really interesting is the summer of 1993, you had Jurassic Park being released and it was Spielberg coming off Hook, which wasn't that massive. And then we had The Last Action Hero, which was a serious contender to be, you know, the big ticket of 93. Um, and Jurassic Park, of course, totally dominated. And Last Action Hero was seen as a big Arnie flop and misfire. And it did certainly underperform for Arnie, especially coming off Terminator 2. So what I'm interested in, Jimbo, is why it didn't even occur to me to go and see Last Action Hero at the cinema. It's like, it didn't even, I, I saw Jurassic Park twice. I saw Groundhog Day with you, saw Cliffhanger with you, saw uh, In the Line of Fire. Guess who I saw that with Jimbo, with you. <laughs> big, big year, 93. But neither of us went to see The Last Action Hero and it was never a conscious decision on my part. It's just, it never even occurred to me. What about you? Yeah, I, I completely concur with the fascination on this one. It is, it's one of the, it, I think it might be the first example of that where you look back and you, I, I think I dropped you an email, didn't I, saying you go back to the young Jimmy and tell him he's not going to bother with the latest Die Hard movie when he's like, you know, basically about to pee himself as he goes into Die Hard with a vengeance with the excitement <laughs> of it. Like, do you know what I mean? You go and tell that. Did you see that gonna... Jimbo? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start it's gonna turn into like karaoke this like the, the listeners on their commute are going you <laughs> well that took us in a nice direction but yeah but i think it's the first example for me too on this like and not only the first example it might be the most extreme example like yeah. go back to those two kids after t2 and say there's going to be another arnie movie <laughs> two years two time years. with mcteer and directing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? We're like, no thanks. What? No thanks. Not, not really bothered. Going to see this Spielberg film. Spielberg, who just made Hook. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing. Not, not um, just that as well, Sheppy. It has. I think it was then on video, and um, you know, and I, I seem to remember 
I remember the whole scene with the corpse and the bomb and the crane. Right. So I have definitively seen that. And, and I probably have seen it before, but I think I saw it like a bit drunk at uni or something eventually. <laughs> so I don't remember right. it. So it's actually then taken me about 30 years to get to it and to watch it this week, which was a long, painful experience. <laughs> so I'm actually done over two nights to really, to really turn the screws. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, well, I've got some thoughts, just quick observations on the movie itself. Well, because, so this is also yeah. what I'm fascinated by. Yeah, well, speaking for myself very quickly, yeah, like I say, I didn't even consider seeing Last Action Hero. And I wonder if it was because the year before, you and I had been burnt in a very primal way when we saw Beverly Hills Cop 3 at the cinema together. And our expectations for that were astronomical and not without reason. And we had a personal relationship with that fan franchise as well, like we did with Jaws. And so then when we saw Beverly Hills Cop 2 at the cinema, and that had a really good trailer as well. So we were justifiably very excited. When we saw that film and, I'd, and watching that film at some point relatively early on, just realizing on a base level that this film was shit, like, and like oh no. Um, that maybe scarred us. And so we just rejected Last Action Hero from that. I'm speculating off the top of my head, but you know. When did you end up seeing it, Sheffy? When did you end up seeing it? Um, I saw it a couple of years later. I think I saw it uh, with Robert Bryant on video at his place uh, when I was cheating on you. <laughs> so yeah, I suspect it was probably like 95 or six, 95. I would say maybe even 94, maybe it was like the following year, but I, I didn't, yeah, again though, I don't remember really ever connecting to it and I didn't see it again for years and years and years. And then I was going through an ironic phase. Well, I never stopped, but I was going through my constant ironic phase and I watched, I got it on DVD for like 199 um, in like, I don't know, 2005. And I watched it then. I think back to back was striking distance with Bruce Willis. So, so, you know, it was that sort of level. And then I saw it on, um, not that long ago, I was watching it maybe less than a year ago, as oh, Chance wow. would have it. Yeah, um, so that, that's exciting. So it's relatively fresh in my mind. And again, that brings us full circle back to the film. Um, and I want to hear about it. I want to say one other thing. I almost said Red Heat for this because Red Heat could also, out of all the armies where there wasn't a sequel, Red Heat could conceivably, you know, obviously Belushi goes to Moscow and there it is. It's right there. That's a one second podcast. Um, so, <laughs> but maybe because it's so obvious, you know, you know, they have an adventure, but just the, you know, so, so I just thought Last Action Hero does have so much potential as a concept. Um, and it's a very interesting concept as a film, maybe a little bit ahead of its time. And I think it perhaps fumbles it. I think we probably agree. I'm yeah. interested, just what is your hot take, having watched the film really properly for the first time, really ever, really? Yeah. Uh, what, what was your take, Jimmy? Uh, it, the tone is all over the place, Sheppy. It, it, it is wild. Like, I'm still wrestling with the opening scene which has actually got some edge to it. This is this whole nice. thing where he's on the rooftop and uh, oh, he's with negotiating. With the cool spinny axe, the spinny yeah, axe. Yeah. Because we have to say the spinny axe is really cool. 
It is cool. It's a weird edit because he doesn't quite fall that way when he falls, and then the axe <laughs> right. sort of just moves past right. him. It's a bit That's weird. That's a show. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice spinny axe moment for the trailer, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. But the, um, but yeah. Then this whole like reveal because you then have this that happens and he shoots the guy and then of course you know the the, the credits fumble and then you realize you're yes. in the real world you come out to the cinema and all this stuff it's the muppet movie maneuver <laughs> yes exactly that <laughs> and then you know flash forward 20 30 minutes and you've got the kid in the movie now and he's like in um slater on his character's daughter's house i'm assuming everybody's bloody listening to this probably see that anyway but you know the, and then he's in the house and then you see Arnie kind of pull out this picture and it's a picture of a kid of him. And, um, and I suddenly thought, hey, and the kid's younger than Danny. And so you, and I, I don't know why, I just, I'd almost forgotten his son was in the opening scene. And I was like, oh, right, he's going to stop forging this memory because Danny's starting to weave into the plot and he's going to oh. be a character in the movie. I just immediately went there. That's and no, his, no, his son died in the opening <laughs> scene. Yeah, he's, he's dead. What, was, a, what a bummer. It was really the time for that, wasn't it? With cliffhanger and stuff. I thought, you know, oh, that is so dark and and a really interesting way to reveal it. And just like, and and yes. actually, I think probably because it stayed with me so much, it's genius and balance, but it is nice. just all over the place. And like, it's just... totally strange. It does lend to that thing where there are good moments and nice thoughts somewhere in this Hollywood machinery yeah. that ground up and stuff, like. The fact that he says like there is that moment where he says uh, he goes to his shitty apartment and he says like you know my life's not that good and he says he pulls the thing back about you know of course it's not really my wife on a thing and that's all interesting but then there's still someone hiding in the cupboard who he shoots through the door <laughs> yeah, and it's like you, your mind. you can't have both you can't have him secretly existing in a semi-shitty world but there's still this high ridiculous cartoon level of espionage danger that you can't do that that's bullshit so that that sort of a, a you know shows some of the imbalance but it also has some really good action sequences like the the dead body and he falls off with the right. helicopter on the side of the building that's really cool and then that really cartoony but very effective and I really like it when he's hanging on and in really slow motion it breaks off and he's yeah. falling and he looks like it's like Wiley e. Coyote. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He looks like the pylon still in his hand that's just snapped off and he's falling yeah. in, he sort of throws it over his shoulder. Genius. How many so takes I love all of that. for Schwartz on that one? That's such a one, cool moment, isn't it? One so and good. done. One and done. And back to the cigars. And then he's back to the trailer with cigars. So, yeah, no, that's good. What about where it goes after that? So Danny interacting in this fantastical world and all that element. What about when Charles dance? And by the way, hello, Charles dance. Oh, I, mean, I love a bit of dance. Me too. And what yeah, an interesting character, Sheffy. I've got about four yes. points and what's one of them. So like he, I like that his character is effectively a number two because he's yes. kind of number two to the mobster and pulling strings for yeah. him. And then he sort yes. of becomes the number one. And I, he sort of struck me as a, a different take on a Le Chiffre type character of Casino. Nice. Do you know what I mean? That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. He's sort of, he's not the big player. Gets an opportunity no. and freaking takes it. I like that. I think it's quite He's fun. smarter than his boss. And ordinarily in that sort of Jack Slater film, he would be the sort of the... Um, worm tongue behind the throne type character but because of the reality that goes into it with Danny I'm sure we're giving this so much more fucking credit than it deserves <laughs> but because of this 
he's like, fuck this shit. I'm going to shoot Anthony Quinn in the swimming pool and I'm going to take over because I'm smarter than what this reality has become. You know, it deserves me because this other guy's a schmuck. Uh, <laughs> it's a schmuck. So what about then when Charles Dance goes to the real world and what, you know, where the film takes us into the third act? Again, it's all over the place, Sheppy, and I, I haven't got this well articulated yet, but just you asking the question has made me remember the moment where he shoots a, part, a mechanic and then he's sort of calling yes. out going, I've just shot someone, I've just shot someone and no one cares. And everyone's just yes. going about the business because the world's so screwed up, you know? Yes. And it's just sort of- Dark and funny. But I don't know what message they're trying to go yeah. for. Yeah. Like, no, it's another case sense. where as an individual piece, I personally like it, but yes, it speaks to the really uneven tone, not even scene by scene, but within scene that the I think film it's trying to... does have. I think he's trying to say like how you know how screwed up the world is because of the violence on the screen. Probably something really. I don't know if it's like even making that connection. It's just saying Danny lives in a shitty world. That's the real world. It's not Hollywood, and it keeps making the point about it not being this reality of Hollywood. So I don't think it's anything mirroring anything. It's just that this isn't flashy. This version of Hollywood glitz, where you know it's just a flesh wound and there's a cartoon cat, which is another really random oh. choice. But it's like you know, <laughs> and Bogart. Uh, and all the cameos yes, and all this yes. ridiculousness. Well, yeah. You do have the uh, T1000 and Tina Turner. Is it T uh, Sharon Stone? Tina Turner. <laughs> as it was Tina Turner earlier, but it's the T1000 and Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct in the same shot. Um, and that's genius. And that's hot off both of them as well. So when that came out, that's double hot. Yeah. So I like that. But again, so. Does it, is that it means this. I've got, I've got that's two things quickly, Sheppy. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Just like so, one thing: all the cops seem to be wearing dominatrix stuff and stuff, which just feels weird as well. I yes. just don't quite understand yes. that. And then the when we just when we were talking about the the crappy world, like that kid Danny is held at gunpoint or, or knife point at least. I can't record. I'm gonna sort two months ago, but yeah, and, in the in his flat. <laughs> and then when he's done with yeah. the police, his mum says, "I'll be over when my shift's finished." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Hang on a minute, like, yes. like your kid's just... <laughs> like, yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, like, literally in the real world without any of the other things, that like, he is literally held at knife point and he's chained to a pipe. And the mum's yeah. like, oh, well, there's a chicken casserole in the oven. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. It's just yeah, amazing. Like, how important is she at her work? I don't know. Hopefully very important. No, but, um, no, I don't think so. She's no, like not. Danny. Do you um, like Danny? What no, do you think God, about no. Danny Madigan? He's... He's yeah. horrific. He thinks he's funnier yeah. than he is. That's the problem, isn't it? Like, you know, it's one of those. I actually, right. give me, uh, oh God, I forgot his bloody name now. The kid of Fender Menos or Furlong. Yeah, oh, I don't know Jake why I Lloyd. Yeah, I don't know why I wow. went Jake Lloyd, but I was thinking Jingle all the way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, that, that could have had a sequel. Easter. Easter all Still right. So, and just, one second podcast. you know, we always used to joke about the Slayer. Yes. With the cop. Yes. Like to see Amazing. that now, 30 years later, like all we had was the trailer to go on really for that, like loving <laughs> it. And then yeah. to have it so rewarding that they go off on one and have the windows smashing his office <laughs> and everything with that gang is quite rewarding. Um, yes. So that's nice. And it's nice, it's that actor who pops up in lots of stuff like License to Kill. So it's nice to see him as well. Mm. Um, one thing about Danny very quickly I just want to say is apparently he was originally conceived as an older character like 16, oh, right. 17 and on the wrong side of the tracks and you know Slater sorts him out 
more of a sort of an older Edward Furlong type, probably. And then someone, and I heard it was William Golding, said, how about you make him like 13? And because of that, the tone of the film shifted to a 13-year-old potential audience, which mm -hmm. I think explains a lot of the tonal disparities. So there you go. I don't. Again, I just heard that, but I heard that's a thought. I don't like Danny very much. No. And his and his moments like when he gets when he comes in to rescue Danny and his daughter and like he literally is machine gunning people in the chest point blank in front of you and there's no blood pack or anything but it's just right. it's like it's a decision it's a choice like you know what I mean? it's weird um, yes and, and then um, the only thing I wanted to ask you which again is just going to give the movie way too much credit or no one should be thinking about the movie to this level. <laughs> But so what I want to understand is this kid goes to the movies and watches Slater 4, Jack Slater 4. That's the point, right? So there is a movie called Jack Slater 4 that doesn't have the kid in it that, that you know, does have the body bomb, but he's yes. not necessarily rescued by the crane, for example, or probably is yes. by a different character. So it's just all I'm trying to do is like kind of, you know, understand like I would prefer it almost if it was fate? always meant to be Danny in the movie do you know what I mean it would yes. be almost yes. a bit more fun if that was it and like he was in the movie and became like had a really uber cheesy ending and it's him and Arnie <laughs> on the red carpet like for the premiere <laughs> or something <laughs> wow yeah okay yeah why not I see what you mean about like yeah the events unfolding because of him and that sort of comes back inadvertently to what I was just saying about Charles Dance becoming number one. It's like Darth Vader killing the Emperor if the Emperor isn't equipped to handle a plot revelation. And so Darth Vader just goes, OK, I'll take over then, zoom, zoom, and that's it. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe if Jack, if Danny had never gone into Jack Slater 4, the main villain would always have been Anthony Quinn and not, not Charles Dance. And he would always have been the worm tongue and he never would have been number one villain. It's only because Danny went in. It's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but I again, like that. that is giving it so much more credit because it's just a, a clusterfuck and a mess. It um, is. <laughs> and it was so expensive and there was so much smug hype and I am glad it failed. And the next year um, was True Lies, which is amazing. And that's another film that could have, should have, and almost did have a sequel. Um, like in around 2002, they were going to do with Jim Cameron and Elusica Thingy, Faith, was, you know, and, they, and she would be older, so it could have easily have focused on her as well, being the new spy. It, it writes itself. You know, that's a podcast in three seconds. But it's like, yeah, True Lies 2 is another Arnie that could have been a franchise, and it could have been the married couple a la, you know, the thin man. And that stuff, normal yeah. and thingy. So that's nice. Anyway, is there anything else you wanted to mention about? Life I think I'm year? ready to to hear the pitches, Sheppy. I'm ready. Yeah, I love it. My terrible. <laughs> well, 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 good. That that matches up. Does it? Who goes first? Then I don't remember. I think because you pitched it, you go first. I think that's it. So um, that's how we've done it All so right. far. Okay. In this case, let me have a, a little look, and we shall see. So in terms of sequels, it's tricky because there are two ways you can go with this. Um, and I sort of touched on that with the whole, you know, with Jaws and stuff like that. So what I thought was this film basically is going to, it could be something like, let's just say, for example, the first action hero, even though that's meant to be Hamlet, but it, and it's 2021 and it's McTiernan. Um, and that could 
that could work, you know, and Danny's grown up and everything. And I would watch that. Um, but I, what I really wanted to see in my mind was The Last Action Hero 2. And it's uh, 1997, yeah, so it's like three years later. And in this reality, Jurassic Park got the shit kicked out of it and Spielberg was over. Well, he wasn't over, but you know, Jurassic Park underperformed. Cliffhanger did okay. Groundhog Day won an Oscar. And in this universe, Last Action Hero was the big ticket of 93. So a big sequel comes three years later. Um, and I don't know who would direct it. I, I like to think it's someone like Rennie Harlem, you know, not McTiernan and someone slightly lesser, but I don't want to say Rennie Harlem because that's too much like the Die Hard, you know, sequel situation. So, but I don't know, Kevin Reynolds, I don't know, someone random um, for, to, for this, but Last Action Hero 2. Um, so it, it focuses on one concept that I don't think the original film ever really lived up to, you know, it, it promised something that it never delivered upon. And that is, the, you know, that bit with Charles Dance talks about Freddy Krueger coming through and Dracula and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. But, and, and they get McKellen in his death from a burden, which is fantastic. But so what if basically it's Danny's a bit older, he's at the funeral of Nick, who I believe is the old man. That's just how I see the setup. He's a, he's a bit older and maybe a bit off the tracks. He's a bit disillusioned because the Jack Slater franchise is finished and Arnie's making these shit films like Junior 2 and they take the piss out of that. Um, and so Danny's a bit upset, um, but he's at the funeral. The ticket is being buried, you know, because uh, Nick went off with the ticket stub, I believe. Um, the old man so he's got the ticket uh he's being buried with it and then his grandson turns up called mickey ham and, and, he, and mickey ham is nick's grandson who's about i guess maybe a year or two older than danny and danny let's say is 17 at this point um i don't know why he's called mickey ham i'm sure that's a placeholder i'm sure we could come up with something <laughs> better than mickey ham but you know danny madigan's such a boring name so Mickey Ham, so he's the evil Danny Madigan, basically, because I like that sort of thing. And he turns up and he resents Danny, of course, because Mickey was always the troubled sort and Nick never had anything to do with him. He goes, that ticket should have been mine, you know, that sort of thing. So he grabs the ticket off Nick's corpse. Now, I know that's dark and weird, but I'm not saying this is a good film. I'm saying this film is as uneven as the first film. Yeah, I Maybe think that's very important. So, you know, so he literally, it's the real world, and he gets the ticket from from the corpse this is a, uh, so so he gets it he opens a, a portal and he jumps through so danny who's that you know it's been established he's gone off the rails a little bit he's a bit more john codder and he you know his mum's at the funeral so we see their interaction and he's estranged from her and he, he dropped out of college or high school so, you know and he's He's doing his own thing. And she's like, you got to sort out your life, Danny. And he's like, I don't have to sort out anything. Arnold Schwarzenegger's drinking junior too. My life's over. So anyway, <laughs> so that's just setting up his situation. So he jumps through the portal after, you know, and, and it closes um, and he goes through. And I just wanted a massive set piece. Now, okay, so, oh, else, yeah. So he jumps through. Um, and, I, and I, I was thinking of like the first place Danny goes to, and I don't know why, because bearing in mind this is 1997, so this is before Peter Jackson came along, but he, uh, I think Danny appears and he's in the jungle, and it turns out he's on Skull Island um, from King Kong, and there are massive anaconda, 
and there's fucking King Kong and there's a T-Rex and it's all going after him and he's being chased through the jungle by all these things um, and he's being chased first by this one thing and he rounds a corner and there's another even bigger thing and he rounds another corner there's the T-Rex you know and this is uh, and it also takes the piss out of Jurassic Park's failure, you know, at the box office and does this whole, like, the T-Rex is an idiot and he's wearing a baseball cap with Spielberg and all it. Something as subtle as that. So the T-Rex falls off a cliff or whatever. But anyway, Danny's cornered in the jungle and he's done this whole sort of Martin McFly, ah! as he's running and all this shit's happening to him. And he's cornered and there's, I don't know, let's say a huge anaconda, massive prehistoric anaconda type thing going at him. And it's just about as bite his face off when two massive muscly arms shoot into frame and catch it. And it's only it's only Jack Slater in it. And he he's turned up and he, you know, I don't know, let's say he wrestles with the snake a bit and then spins it around and he says, he's off and, and throws it. Oh. <laughs> I, that's that's ripping off Rogers. Uh, so that I mean, is still from right. the best. Uh, I don't know. And maybe he could say something else um, or something. I don't know. Like, oh, um, fangs for the memories. That's not bad. I mean, it's terrible, but I think it suits the purpose. So anyway, he throws, he throws off the snake and he's there and Danny's like going like, that's crazy. And then he goes like, Jurassic snark. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah. <laughs> and Danny's just like, unbelievable. Uh, so they have to team up to foil Mickey's Ham's plan, which is to unleash a very cinematic hell on Earth because he was bullied as a kid and he resents his grandfather who gave all his attention to, to Danny. So um, so they there are lots of different portals. What he did when he left the funeral, Mickey Ham, he opened the portal to Skull Island and then he opened another one to somewhere else and to somewhere else, to somewhere else, and they're all shutting. And so, but, uh, so they have to get through and they go into different uh, cinematic universes, um, Jack and Danny. And they go and they meet a whole bunch of characters and they have to overcome a whole lot of characters and situations that, you know, um, Ham is throwing at them. So he's deliberately you know, saying, if you want to follow me and catch me and stop me from sending all this shit to our world, you're gonna to have to put a stop to it and meet, and you know, and then they meet Freddie and they meet Jason and they meet Michael Myers in the same scene. And it's like in uh, Roger Rabbit when Bugs and Mickey meet each other. It's a huge deal because it's not the same company. It's 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 massive. It's Spider-Man meeting Superman. It's crazy. Um, it's Nicholas Hammond meeting Christopher Reeve. So that's what this does. It, it's Arnie and everyone wants in on the Arnie cake because The Last Action Hero in 1993 was the most successful film since Star Wars. Let's say that's an easy thing to say, but let's just say Star Wars. Why not? It's huge. It's bigger than Batman 89. He goes, Batman who? Forget that. He's mocking Batman and Robin because he's never going to be in it because this is the year, 77. So they go through, they meet Dracula, if you like. They can meet anyone let's just say that they have spielberg level of we can get what ip we want we can get anything from 1997 or before um and so you know they meet and it's robert england playing freddie of course and he goes into jack's dream and there's a whole sequence inside jack's dream where he's like you know i'm worried about that i'm irrelevant anymore danny says i'm not even being made my movies i'm by the way i forgot to tell you he knew where danny was on skull island because the cartoon cat danny devito 
uh, Whiskers, I think his name is, was undercover as a tiger on Skull Island. And we see him undercover as a tiger with the sunglasses on and the hat going, how's it going, Danny? And he had phoned Jack and that's how Jack got to save him from the snake. I should have said, because otherwise it's stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, thank goodness he saved. <laughs> that's it. Let's say there's a, I had a, one idea for a whole thing. Like, so um, Jack says in his own dream, he's got his own doubts. You know, I haven't had an adventure in a while. You know, he says, and Danny, you know, he says, I'm worried that I'm growing old and irrelevant. And it's a nice bit of character shit for Arnie to get his teeth into. And Danny says, yeah, yeah, making these dumb comedies instead. You play a baby, Jack. Yeesh. Anyway, that's from the trailer. Um, now, how's this? There's a whole sequence where they have to come against uh, Robocop. So it's like basically Arnie versus Robocop. And it's Peter Weller. But they just get everyone they give they have all the money awesome. and so they get and it's arnie versus and then uh the transformers and it's the 97 version of transformers so it's before Bay. they just bring in because it's a, it's a thing that exists they might bring in uh liono or he-man they bring in johnny five uh and robo robo jocks um and then i thought you know they and they bring in any any cartoon uh, or uh, robot you can think of i want to say metal mickey that's because i'm english no one in america would do that but it's like, okay, and then you get the Terminator versus Arnie. But th th here's the twist. It's the Terminator from Jack's world, meaning it's Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator oh, versus brilliant. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater. And it's the cameo of all time. It's 97. It's the first time either of these people have been on screen together. Forget the Expendables. So... That, and it's this one scene where they fight and they quip and they basically both win because they have to do that, of course, because otherwise Stallone would never do it. We have to be realistic. But then, like, you know, he turns good and he helps Jack out and says, hey, see you later. And he goes into a time vortex bubble and bucks off without his clothes. And Arnie looks at his arm and goes, mine's bigger. But of course, he's talking about his dick. So, so anyway, <laughs> that's the sequence I thought of. So we, we have like, they're overrun with ghosts and zombies. Patrick Swayze as a ghost turns up saying, hey, I don't want any part of this fight. I don't know. They have whatever you can think of. There's a lot of stuff. There's maybe they enter Toontown at one point and it's nothing but cartoons. Or maybe they're cartoon versions of themselves. Uh, like cool world or something they could go off and like this then basically all of these villains or you know a lot of leftover ones or even bigger ones let's say king kong and godzilla and the stay puffed marshmallow man and spider-man oh, yeah. all turn up at the end and they're wrecking the new york um and all the realities are crisscrossing and there's batman but he's getting fucked up by dracula for stealing his look and there's all sorts of crazy shit whoever you can think of and then they have to get the ticket from the kid. Uh, Danny talks him down, gives him a big speech. It doesn't come to fisticuffs. He says, you know, you're better than this classic stuff. Give me five minutes, I'll, I'll beef that up. But then they go, okay, here's the ticket back. And then maybe he's like, aha, no, it's not. But then he gets, gets sucked into a vortex. Danny goes to save him and he almost gets sucked into a vortex. They stop the vortex. Maybe Arnie then gets sucked into a vortex, but then he comes out again and then goes, hey, and then at the end, the, everyone gets returned to their own cinematic world. Maybe Dracula has made friends with like the Dracula babes and he's not going to bite them. They're just going to hang out. Everyone's a little bit better from the world. Freddy and Mike Myers go off to have like uh, tea together and Jason's really upset and angry and jealous. 
Uh, and then that's basically the end. And Jack says, thank you for my last adventure. Now I feel comfortable. I can retire. Until the next time, Jack. And yeah, there's always another sequel. And that's the end. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> so I thought, I'm, you know, that, that's a big idea. It's a I'm big in idea. love with it. It's going to cost a fortune. It's going yeah, to remortgage yeah, the whole studio. I love it. <laughs> you know, Last Action Hero was huge. It was a massive amount. <laughs> Batman money. It was massive. That's that's my angle for this. Um, yeah. So tagline time. Uh, they're not very good. Twenty-four frames of pure excitement, which is you know the die-hard angle. Behind the curtain, through the screen, beyond imagination, which is the sort of generic Spielberg-esque. Joe Dante in 1987 sort of thing. Uh, oh, a bit more fun, a bit more back to the future -y. Through the screen, over the line, up to his neck. So, yeah. Um, and this is the worst one. Love that one. I love both the middle two, actually. They're Good. brilliant. Always after the next great... <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, here's another one. Uh, the worst one. Danny Madigan was always after the next great movie until that great movie came after him. As oh I said, that's God. the worst one. But it's, it's the, that's the Back to the Future. He was always late for Clank. He was always late for Clank. But one day Clank was late for Clank. So it's, <laughs> it's that, and that's fun. We don't need to worry about that. So, so, so there you go. That's, that's uh, my take on The Last Action Hero 2. And that's what it's called, not The First Action yeah. I like it, Sheppy. I like it for so many reasons. I love the Ready Player Oneness of it, the unlimited budget. The, it's got one of my favourite Sheppy rants of the whole bloody endeavour so far, uh, which is that, and, and you even dropped in and followed your own thread of Batman and Robin and it then not existing and everything. It's just amazing. So I'm very happy about that pitch. It was wonderful. And I love that there's even <laughs> an inexplicable vortex that only gets sucked into and then just comes out of it with no explanation as to how he got out of it again. <laughs> yeah, it's lazy. It's, it's lazy writing. It's third act problems. I make no apologies. I can't help it. This film is not that good. It's just in this reality it exists and it does very well. Don't even get me started on the third one. That one gets well ropey. But I know, half the budget. But um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I just think that the premise of Arnie battling, you know, for example, Robocop in itself is, is very enticing. And I like that idea. And I'm sure there are lots of ideas that people could write in and say, who are the, some of the people for, you know, their various set pieces. Some of them are big, some of them are small, most of them involve action of some sort, but some of them don't. And it's him, Arnie and Danny getting through situations. And some of them could be in Frankenstein, let's say Dracula's castle, so it's black and white. Um, you could do stuff. Um, you could, let's say, have Spider-Man show up at one point, you know? And so, yeah, I, I like that basic idea that if you're going to do it, you might as well go big. Yeah, the Terminator idea with Stallone is genius, by the way. I love it. I love it. It's brilliant. Really, really brilliant. I like that in-joke in itself. It's very tasty. Um, so, I, you know, so there you go. And, yeah, so for the record, I don't really like the film The Last Action Hero, and I'm sure this film would be so overindulgent. Um, but... I, I would watch it. Maybe I would have gone to the, see the cinema with you in the summer of 97 to watch The Last Action Hero 2. I don't know. 
I think we'd have gone if it just if they if they're saying this is a sequel, we'd have been like, oh, we should probably shut it down by now. Won't shut me. Yeah, my, that's valid. <laughs> this is this is look already. It's so stupid. This um, I, I really you know I did most of my homework in, in watching it again. If you like, but let's let's see let's see how yeah, we well, go. It um, was worth it just for that, honestly, Jimmy. I will I will quickly just say for you know a peek behind the. Um, I sent Jimmy a message a little while ago just saying, uh, if we're going to do certain films, should they all be our films, us films, uh, or films that we're both very, very, very familiar with? Or can I throw in a few sort of really, not sort of random choices, which don't have to be too specific? But, uh, you know, Jimmy was the consummate professional and said, no, but no, he, he said, yeah, of course. So, so Last Action Hero represents that sort of thing, something that even the weirdness of it is almost worth it because it was very nice hearing you about that film in the first place. And you're right that it didn't fulfill its potential in that first one. So there, there's a there's quite a bit to pick, isn't there, and have some fun with. And yeah, I, okay, yeah, Sheppy, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the title last. Well, I, I've overinflated the title. <laughs> it's not that funny. Yes, just, please. It just made me chuckle when I when I did it. I thought, yeah, of course it's called that. So I'll do, I'll do that last. Um, love it. I'm I'm going for now. I'm, I love and it. I've, I've done that a lot, and I think I'm probably going to defer to that generally. Um, and 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 spoiler alert, certainly for what I have in mind for us next week, I will be deferring to that as well. Um, but the um, so I'm going, so with now, it's McTiernan back out of retirement. Arnie's doing him a solid and giving him another gig. Um, so after, because he's had some time in the joint as McTiernan. Did you know that? He got done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got, we, yeah, we've managed to get... Illegal wiretap, I think. Yeah, it's all really weird. We've got Schwartz back. Of course Arnie's in it. And um, and this is all post-governator. So it's pure, it's Arnie <laughs> back getting his paychecks for being a painter and decorator, Terminator or whatever it was. It really <laughs> oh was. my God. Oh my God. No, he was a curtain king. That's right. He, yeah. was, he was the king of curtains. It's weird. Oh God, the the rings were made of helium. So they were very light. Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, what, what a strange show. Um, he and Del Griffith could have done like a great business. He could have given the curtains, and Del would have oh, had the little, well, you know, shower curtain. It would work at every level. Where was that sequel? What a crossover! <laughs> um, yes. And then oh, we've got O'Brien back as well as Danny, nice. and and you know what? Nice. He's he's got previous chefs in the sequel. It was, like, it was IMDb in him. He was in My oh, Girl yeah. Two. Well, I knew that. Culkin's shoes. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, there was a buzz around him. <laughs> and Lawnmower Man to Beyond Cyberspace. <laughs> Did you ever see that? I never oh, saw that. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I saw the first one, but like Last Action Hero, I never went to see the second one. That doesn't make any sense. But no, I never saw <laughs> Beyond Cyberspace with Patrick Bergen and Max Hedrum, but I saw the first one with Rosnan at the cinema. Nice. Yeah, me too, actually. And I don't think we saw that nice. together. I think we oh, were cheating on each other. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. What? What? A, it wasn't a very good film. But anyway... No. Um, okay, what about more recently? Has he done anything? Well, he, I don't know. I think he's in lots of TV stuff, to be honest. Nothing I recognised, but um, he was in Apollo 13, interestingly, as well. And I had a terrible gag here saying, judge the room. Yes. Was he in Apollo 1 to 12? 
All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm going to start by Jeffy, similar to yours, in the jungle, baby, and um, we're, we're we're in the jungle to start, and nice. um, it's it's all looking a bit sort of creepy, freaky. Then we start we we switch, and it's a similar thing to the sort of the predator um, POV, and it's a movie called Beast of Prey, <laughs> and, uh, nice. and and pretty quickly oh, we amazing. <laughs> And pretty quickly, we establish it's Stath in the jungle being chased um, by this thing. And it's Stath versus the Beast of Prey. And then he's doing lots of runny, jumpy coolness, as what I've said. Then there's a massive sort of cliffhanger moment. And it's, I, I haven't even got that moment in my head, honestly, not even a moment, but something Uber is about to happen. And then we get the buffer sign and the screen starts to buffer and it buffers and it buffers. And then we just hear someone say, Dad, the internet, Dad, like that. And so we come out like we came out of the last one, you know, and essentially, I'm, I'm, we mentioned yes. Hook earlier, funnily enough, with Spielberg, and I'm going hooky as well. This is older now. We've got Danny older. He's a dad. He's proper suburbia. I haven't even really got the the magic ticket as a MacGuffin here. I, I kind of, I took the old Gramps thing with the he doesn't need the ticket sort of thing. You know, he has the power sort of thing to get in and out of the the, um, right. the cinema screen and, and, and in and out of screens so anyway he's a bit disenfranchised he's an older dude you know pure robin williams a bit podgy and uh you know forgotten he had the magic almost <laughs> and um but and, and so he comes in and it's oh, buffering okay, yes, i like it <laughs> and uh and he and he says to his son i don't know why you're watching all that rubbish anyway schwarzenegger did all that stuff when you know 20 years ago or whatever you know so he's still going in the ring for defending schwarzenegger is still a big fan and um anyway <laughs> Um, so the and, and I guess <laughs> that's uh, nice. Yeah, and I want to celebrate a bit, like the old, a, a couple of things in it. You know, just the general theme would be nice. It's like going to the movies rather than watching something on your telly and getting the buffering and all that sort of stuff. You know, and yeah, um, yeah, right. and just being connected to other people when you watch stuff at the big screen and all that kind of thing. I've got no particular through line or plot line, but I think it would be nice at this stage with COVID about to maybe cripple the cinema industry. Like, you know, it'd be nice yeah, to right. do that. Topical. And then I reckon um, we've got the, you know, the internet's out. So, and, and it's out for the whole neighborhood for some reason, you know, one of the cables is gone or whatever. So they can't watch movies at telly. And so they go out to go and get a, a, a specific cable so that dad can hook up the VCR again and they're going to do a movie marathon. And it's kind of a father-son movie, this a bit, you know what I mean? And so they're going to dust down dad's old v uh, videotapes <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then they come back to watch their Schwarzenegger marathon because he's going to show him the movies. And um, there's lots of fun and bants around, like, son, it's called tracking, and the, you know what I mean? And they have a little play around with the dial. And then um, and we see Arnie, and again, essentially, that they're, they're watching, they're watching, watching, and then they start watching Last Action Hero. So it's that aware. It's not even Jack Slater 4 now. We're talking about, oh, wow. like, it's so stupid. <laughs> it doesn't even <laughs> <Yeah>. make sense. <laughs> yeah, right. It's got Last Action Hero in so it. So and it's got like Danny in it. Yeah, you know, like, that's it. That's exactly where I'm going. Right. And, and this is going to be so shit. This movie, Sheppy, it's going to have its cake and eat it on so many levels. It's so ridiculous. It's going to be able to be unpicked in the cinema foyer afterwards. That's how it. bad it's going to be. Uh, and um, we both went for, for versions for sequels that aren't very good. <laughs> we put both of our films. They're not. I stand by my Jaws ones, but this, this is yeah, both yeah. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> 
and then you've got if it doesn't give a shit. And and while they're watching action here, like dad's for dad, you know, he's going, Dad, is that like the kid, you know, the son is like, Dad, is that you? And looks, his dad's fallen asleep. And um, you know, and then of course he looks, there's a picture of his dad as a kid. You get the young boy, you know, and of course it is him and he's recognizing him. And then essentially, um, and there's even like lots of silly moments, like he's like, did, he's watching it and you realize you make have the kid revelation. He's like, this, did this kid die? Jesus, that's dark. You know, and there's lots of commentary, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then um, and then what have I got here? <laughs> then we've got basically the um the the oh I might have jumped around and changed my mind and forgotten to change my mind, but it doesn't really matter. That's okay. But, but it moment. works for this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, and then essentially you've got the Charles Dance scene where he's by the pool. Um, in Slater 4, in Last Action Hero, so kind of the first scene of that movie. And um, in that movie, within the movie, Dance is, is killing somebody, and um, and Jack Slater just comes out, shoots him, shoots Charles Dance in the legs, and Charles Dance's like, what are you doing? It's the first minutes of the movie. And he's like, we don't have time for that. Like, you know, finally, this video has been played, and, uh, and Slater has the chance to, uh, to get <laughs> out of the screen. And um, wow. so, uh, you know, Slater Schwarzenegger's hand comes out of the screen, grabs the sun, jumps out of his skin, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and Arnie basically steps out of the screen, or Slater steps out of the screen and just says, you got to help me, you got to help me, we've got to find, we've got to find them. Um, we've got to find Arnold Schwarzenegger like that and it's like what what and then essentially Sheffy where this all goes so of course daddy wakes up and it's all this sort of stuff and um and the idea is that we um we go with two things the plot sort of devices of this one is a look spoiler alert if have you seen <laughs> us yet have you seen us the Jordan Peele movie yes Yes. Oh, good, yes. good, cool. If you haven't and you're listening to this, just skip like 15 seconds. But it's us style. And that moment at the premiere where Arnie meets Arnie and he's like, oh, oh my God. God, you know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's the it's the vanity of the movie star is what this is all about, basically. And he wanted to be young forever kind of thing, you know. And just that, and so essentially did a body swap. So the real Artie is in and Slater has been living this. Oh, my God. And has he been, like, is his reality being like Groundhog Day? And he's having to do yeah, that film. That's it. He's just it. mad. That's a brilliant thread. I hadn't even thought about that when they get back in the movie. Um, and then <laughs> one other thing I was thinking, um, and it doesn't make any sense, it's all a mess. But then uh, then they get to Arnie's house and, um, and you know... And by uh, the way... He comes out. They, they, they. He's old, of course. Like he's gone yeah. from being Jack Slater from Jack Slater Four to being old Arnie. You know. You know. So that's that's amazing. You know who it would really work for is Tom Cruise or someone if he'd done something so like. Do you know what I mean? In terms of a, uh, and then he never aged. So it's like a, that'd be quite a good <laughs> one to do with him at some point. But anyway, um, total tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, but yeah. So I, I love I, it. Total I, tangent I, is the next Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> and then I got like this, and I, I'm I'm a mess, Sheppy. And I, I I haven't really got an ending. I haven't really got anything going on. There's a couple of things I thought might be quite fun to do. Um, which is that, you know, he, um, 
that when when you are a movie star, you start to change. You know, of course, he doesn't age when he's in the in the movie, and nothing really happens to him. So now that he's out in the real world, one thread I didn't think they played very well with the Slater as well in the real world is like he doesn't need to pee. And like it'd be good to have like almost a, one of those Arnie scenes where he just lets his guard down for a moment and he's just drinking loads. <laughs> and, and like, you know, I wish it had been in Last Action Hero and the mum and, and daddy are just going, where does it all go? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> and he's just drinking and drinking and drinking. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, um, and then another thread that comes in a scene that I've got anyway, where it, it's established that he doesn't want to flip back with Arnie because Arnie's old now or whatever. And then I figure, right, he wants to reinvent history and he wants basically um, James Cameron to make Termin a proper Terminator 3 um, and because he's young enough to do it without oh weird. God, and, and the whole point is we've, of course, digitally de-aged Arnie so he can play this later. <laughs> and, uh, and we do this whole, like, Arnie, the kid, the dad, go to James Cameron's house in Wellington, New Zealand, and they do a proper T2 homage. Like, they basically... Do the, do the home invasion from T2. And, uh, so with, a, with a, like a machine gun. Yeah, completely. And, uh, like they, they shoot shit out of it with James yeah, Cameron. For no reason. <laughs> That's Just amazing. No and reason. it's James Cameron playing himself. Yeah. And he's all flawed. He, yeah. he like shot in the leg. And his son's like, Daddy. <laughs> and then he's just um in and like we do something really stupid, like he's playing on his computer, like his like, when his son's got the car, and he's just literally doing a little touch of a blue on a stupid face for Avatar 14 or something, you know, that it's like, no no no, different blue. No, 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 different blue, <laughs> something really stupid. Like this place oh, taking no. so long. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> I hate this movie. I can just imagine watching this. Oh my god, I can imagine watching it in the cinema with you in 97 and just being furious. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love it. And, then, <laughs> and so he gets there, and then, and then of course, you know, Cameron is, um, you know, they convince him to, and they all become buddies. And Cameron's really excited because, you know, you don't have to do that weird digital de aging where, you know, they never get the eyes right. And then Arnie just sort of looks at the camera, literally breaks the fourth wall with <laughs> us as well as digitally de aged Jackson. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> That's amazing. And then they've got... Every single point that you've said is amazing. Uh, and it's, it's, yes, it's, it's a pearl of genius strung together. <laughs> and then we've got, and then essentially Cameron says, I've got the perfect guy to play John Connor for us in this new Terminator 3. He's coming around for a barbecue tomorrow sort of thing. And, um, and this makes no sense either. But essentially, and then of course it's going to be Stace because he was in the, the movie at the beginning. And, uh, but, but then it's a sleepover nice. at Cameron's while they wait for the barbecue. And then we play on another thread of Slater's. He doesn't sleep. Of course he doesn't sleep. Normally he just blinks <laughs> and it's the next scene. So he's just really bored and walking around Cameron's house and playing with artifacts and Terminator arms <laughs> and silly stuff. Like, you know. <laughs> it's really oh, dumb. That's film. amazing. I, then, uh, <laughs> I could just see this whole thing going on. I love it. I love then, it. Um, I'll, mm. The only thing I actually haven't got much more, Chef, because I don't really have anything beyond this. But all it is is obviously so Stath comes around. Meta. <laughs> Stath comes around the next day, and, and when because of course you know this Arnie's never met Jason Statham, has no idea who he is, and of course we have to have a quip around. You must be Mr. Statham's driver, or whatever you know, because the action hero has moved on, hasn't it? Since uh, <laughs> you know, anyway. But, so and, and I don't know what has happened. Maybe there's a Statham got himself into some trouble down in Mexico or something. There's a cartel after him. Then of course it's. 
Cameron State and <laughs> Schwarzenegger and the kid and the dad. It's just absolute shamanism. Cameron's still there. <laughs> so Cameron's then, a major player in the film. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's doing it. He, he cashed all his chips on Entourage, didn't he? Um, <laughs> um, so Sheppy, the title. <laughs> Amazing. This is, film is a caper. It oh, is yes. a caper. And it feels, I, I went like, the kind of stupidity we used to do together when we do like a red heat 14 or whatever like you know i started yes. trying to pull that through and so it's called last action hero 2 t <laughs> nice well i mean great you cut every film which has pulled that has always been good so that's that's wonderful. Last Action Hero 2. Who's the other Last Action it's Hero? It's got to be Stain, doesn't it? It's got to be Stain. So is he a major character as well? I don't like, know, Sheppy. It's a mess. After all this stuff. About two hours in. Three hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's the, he's the title. I don't know. This film, ah, oh, it's dangerous. It takes it to a whole new place. It's, yes. Oh, my God. The Last Action Hero 2. Um, I think you absolutely smashed this one. Like, I think all of the the meta stuff and the Ready Player One mess and the Uber budget and the the idea of cancelling Jurassic is is the perfect way to go, Sheppy. Um, but I'm I'm also glad I sort of rekindled something here from our childhood yeah. of just stupidity with Arnie's characters and movies and yeah. Uber sequels. <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, I think that's ace. Um, and yeah, no, I would watch that film uh, once. But uh, maybe, maybe twice, but with 20 years in between. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm about ready for the second view. <laughs> Lovely, Shaggy. Yeah, great stuff, Jimbo. I love it. What will be the next film for the podcast? Sheppy, I'm going back to the 80s and I'm going to ask you to um, sequelize Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's where that's, we're going. That's huge. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is good. Uh, I've all go anywhere you like, as always, <laughs> with me. Yeah, anywhere you like, you know, <laughs> prequelize it if you want to. <laughs> yeah. um, Ferris, Ferris Bueller's first day at school. <laughs> one second. Um, yes. Can I sign us off this week? Please I've just please. got one thing I just I, I love saying, and I haven't said for about 30 years, and it's very simple. Slayer! <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to hear from you please reach out to us at shoulderspod.com or shoulderspod at twitter instagram and facebook